This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Tyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Alright guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Stone Reagan. We're back here for another exciting edition of our weekly picks, and uh, we look now at week 10 of the NFL season. And uh, believe it or not, Dylan, uh, there's some weird games on this slate, as we're going to talk about, because, um, you know, there there are some pretty, there's a lot of potential good games, I think, here when we look at some yeah. of these. We'll talk about the spreads and such as usual, but at the same time, you know, you've got some interesting matchups, kind of where teams are at. You've got some of these teams that are trying to chase playoff spots. Um, you've got some of the teams trying to, to play the spoiler role. And then you've got the NFC East. <laughs> Yeah, we got some really good uh, kind of divisional matchups. Uh, I think of obviously the, as we'll get to pretty quickly, the Seahawks-Rams game. You could really tell a lot about where that division is going to go in those two teams based on that game. And same with two teams that um, in the Dolphins and the Raiders, both at 5-3, and three, we're going to kind of find out, are they destined to be on that playoff path or is this kind of a mirage of two teams that we felt decent about and thought, you know, maybe they can be in the playoff conversation, but not definitely weren't predicting that. So, yeah, overall, uh, a lot of really good games. Two games that before the season maybe we would have thought would be our games of the week in 49ers Saints and Ravens Patriots. Now they are not on our uh, our list, but still excited yep. for those. And uh, overall, yeah, there's some weird games that I feel not too confident about the picks, but for the most part, I feel okay. And, oh, in terms of those division matchups, you said the NFC. Sure enough, Eagles-Giants feels like it might be the best two teams in that division, so excited for that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, we're going to start with the, uh, the, the best division and uh, lots of – NFC West themes here as we open up with our games of the week, and then we'll get into more in our betting locks and such. Uh, but we do start with our games of the week, and yes, plural this week, as we have uh, both picked a different game because we kind of looked at it and we said these are really the two biggest games on the slate. I think most people look at it and say these are your two best games probably you're going to have this week. Uh, we'll start with my pick, which was uh, the Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, I think this one, you know, Seahawks coming off that loss against the Bills. The Rams gearing up here, trying to, to make that playoff push uh, as well. Rams one-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I'm going to take the Seahawks here, I think. just um, you know, I, I think I'm going to look at them the same way I look at uh, another team that's going to try to bounce back this week, and we'll talk about that game in a bit. Uh, I just yeah. feel like this is a spot where they lose that game against the Bills. They didn't play well. Um, you know, the defense, obviously, Pete Carroll, not happy with that. And I feel like, you know, this defense is still going to struggle a bit because this is a game going against the Rams mm-hmm. team, as we know, offensively, that can do some things and be creative. But 
I don't know. I, I just I'm gonna lean on the Seahawks here to bounce back, but uh, there's a reason why it's uh, one of our games of the week because uh, it should be pretty close. Yeah, I could go either way. I'm picking the Rams here for a couple of reasons I'll get into, but I obviously don't feel fantastic in terms of uh, you know feeling confident that would be the case. It's, there's a reason this is a one and a half point spread. These two teams have played really really close games the last couple of years, um, going back to 2018 when the Rams kind of dominated both of those games. But uh, in 2019, yeah, different story. Obviously, the Rams, out of all of the you know they did not play particularly well all of last season, but they have always kind of matched up well since Sean McVay has come to the Rams uh, with how they performed on offense against Seattle's defenses. And on the flip side, they've, out of some of these teams that they're, they're you know, Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson, he's still going to put up huge numbers, but there are more games where he's had some pretty less than <laughs> pretty subpar performances, including the last game last year they faced in Los Angeles. So those co- that combination of those things, like the Rams are coming off a bye too. Uh, their offense, I don't think it's nearly as bad as it looked in Miami. Obviously we talked about how Miami's defense uh, is one of the top defenses and points per game against. The Rams still ranking fifth in offensive DVOA despite that game. So, I mean, I, I think they're bound to bounce back there. And so, I mean, they're not that far behind Seattle really in offense and total efficiency, I, even though I personally think Seattle's offense is much better. But that's the flip side. The Rams' defense was amazing in that game. They've been really good all year. And you have that compared to Seattle where I just – I don't think they have on defense. I mean, they're not going to do well against a lot of teams, but – they don't have the kind of uh, guys on defense that really would match up well with the Rams. They don't really have a good pass rush still. Obviously, Carlos Dunlap, isn't, that's not exactly – he's not adding – he's not the guy that he was like four or five years ago when Cincinnati had a really good defense there. And you just – I don't think – that's the one thing against the Rams. You saw what Miami was able to do in terms of getting pressure on golf. Seattle's not been able to do that the last few years. There's reason to believe their defense is worse now – so I just – I think the Rams find a way to win, but really close game. And like you said, I mean, it is probably still the best division, but they went 0-3 last week as a division. Obviously, a couple of close losses with Seattle and, and Arizona. But uh, definitely some maybe a few chinks in the armor, and now we're going to see the division start to cannibalize itself a bit as these teams start facing each other more often. Yep, Seahawks, a team that uh, usually playing with the over. Rams, a team that's usually playing with the under. So uh, yep. good luck trying to bet this game because uh, <laughs> it could be a little crazy uh, depending on which way this uh, – this game flow works with this one. All right, we talked about the NFC West. Um, going to keep it here with our other game of the week, uh, Dylan's Big Bills at the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, one-point favorites in this one, trying to, to bounce back, as we said, from that loss against the Dolphins. Um, I am also going to look at this as a bounce-back situation. I, I don't know, maybe I'm overplaying the bounce-back theme here, but I'm going to pick the Cardinals here, and, and it's I don't mm-hmm. know if it's I, – I guess it's probably not – too surprising that they are a bit of a favorite here which essentially it's one point Uh, they're not a huge favorite but I could see this you know one of those situations where look you play every offensive player you can get if you're in fantasy with this game uh, because as we've said many times Bill's defense is not the Bill's defense um, of last year and really not the Bill's defense maybe we thought it would be Um, so I am going to lean towards Kyla Murray and company finding a way to get this Mm -hmm. win but Man, I, it, it's getting harder and harder to pick against the Bills because I did it last week against the Seahawks, and now I'm doing it again here. But uh, they just keep kind of proving you wrong. Yeah, this is a coin flip game, I think, for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like you said, I picked it as my game of the week mostly because uh, just after what we saw from Josh Allen and Kyler Murray last week, they both I don't expect them to put up those kind of performances consistently. It's just impossible to be that good. But if they can be anything close to it, it should be a really exciting game. So I think it's definitely worthy of being characterized here. There's also a reason it's only a one-point spread. Some places have it even, I think. So it's, I mean, it, 
Uh, I wouldn't pick this as an, uh, an upset or anything when I pick the Bills. It's it's right there along that line. Maybe if Arizona had more fans in the stands, they'd have more of a home field advantage. But Buffalo has played pretty well coming to the West Coast. I mean, it wasn't a, as good of a team, I would think, in, Oak, in, or in uh, Vegas, but they won that game and played really well when they played there. So I think, yeah, I think both teams match up pretty well. It, maybe you think it's a similar kind of thing to what Buffalo just did with Seattle, but I think Arizona has a better defense for sure than Seattle at this point. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously diff- different than Russell Wilson, but very dynamic in his own ways. Um, but it really comes down to, again, if, if Buffalo is going to win this game, they're going to have to have a similar kind of performance from Josh Allen. They need him to play at that level because, as you mentioned, the defense is just not anywhere close to where we expect it to be. It did move up six places in DVOA with its uh, play last week. You know, they gave up a lot of points by the end of the game against Seattle. They really did play quite well in that first half and took some things away that Seattle was trying to do. So maybe they'll continue to that trend. I just, yeah, I, I think, it, again, it's more of a coin flip game. game. But and Arizona, for being at 5-3, and three, honestly, they could be 7-1 and one or something like that easily. They've won some really close games, but they've also lost. I mean, all their losses pretty much outside of the Panthers game are one-score games, I believe, and uh, games that they could have won. So both teams kind of in that area where I feel good about them, but I don't know if they're as – you know, if they're really the top tier contender, I think it'll be a really entertaining game either way. And yeah, again, maybe yeah, even though I'm picking Buffalo, I won't be shocked. I think it's a coin flip game um, going either way with this one. Yeah, these, these should be two really good games here. Uh, as we said, Seahawks, Rams, Bills, Cardinals, um, definitely the two games uh, to keep your eye on in terms of uh, probably fantasy wise too. You got a lot of a lot, lot of fantasy potential uh, with those two games uh, for sure. All right, the reason you listen right here, this segment, every single week. <laughs> The betting locks of the week. Uh, we are here, and man, I think we've got two of our best ones of the season. I feel like I'm feel like I'm someone on the radio shows, you know, like the the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock <laughs> of the Week, uh, just playing uh, the pre-recorded message on all of the national radio shows. That's what I feel like right now because uh, these are two good ones, and uh, we're gonna start with mine. The Saints are nine and a half point favorites at home against the 49ers. And man, you talked about it earlier, Dylan. Just think, this is a betting lock of the week versus a game of the week at this point in the season. But as we know, uh, it's because the 49ers, their injury situation, nine and a half points here. I was shocked when I saw that this was below uh, double digits because you look at what the Saints did last week against the Bucks. You look at what the 49ers yeah. did last week against the Packers. Put them together. <laughs> I mean, this should be a Saints double-digit win. I know there's maybe that potential letdown when it comes to, you know, coming off such a huge win for the Saints. I don't see that happening, even if there is a letdown. I think they'll do enough uh, to dominate this game, and I just see them winning this game by double digits. And, and quite frankly, I could see them winning this game by three touchdowns based on where the Niners are at right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, it is crazy to think because going into the season, I think it, I might, this game caught my eye because of how exciting the Niners-Saints game last year was. That was one of the best games of the whole regular season, especially if, we, if you love offense, which was crazy given how good those defenses for both teams really were uh, last season. Obviously, the Niners, so many injuries, but they are, I mean, most of the receiving corps should be back. It's uh, Kendrick Bourne just came off the reserve uh, COVID list. They also had all those other guys that missed it. I don't know if Debo Samuel, he might still be out with his injury. It sounds like Richard Sherman's going to be back, though. Uh, so, I mean, maybe that makes it a little closer. But, yeah, I think I, I still, as we kind of talked about before the podcast, I, I'm going to – I would make this – I'm going to double up on a betting lock of the week. I'm trying to catch up <laughs> after missing the last two weeks. So I'm going to say the Saints win by 
nine and a half as well. And it's more about them than San Francisco. I think the Saints going into the season, this is, uh, you know, a team that we thought would be one of the most balanced on both sides of the ball. Uh, uh, a defense that was really improving as all of last season went on. A team that's defying the odds in terms of consistently winning 13 games. It just does not happen back-to-back years like that. And even though they're sitting here at six and two, still feeling pretty good about their prospects of getting to a similar mark, maybe something more like 12 and four. But nonetheless, I think last week you finally, and even the the week before, you kind of saw everything starting to come together. It's, uh, you know, we thought going into the season with uh, all the continuity they had, they'd be a team that was more prepared uh, than others maybe going into this season, given the short off season and all those things. Maybe that was giving too much credit to the the continuity. It's still going to take time for any team uh, to find their, to find their rhythm. But here we are now in November. And this is where we say like, usually uh, those first couple months is still a filling out period now compared to, you know, 10, 20 years ago in the NFL. I think the Saints are now, this is the team that we're going to get. And they're just starting to roll. We've seen when they get on these rolls in past seasons, even in 2018, I think of when they just reeled off all those games at the end of that season. But they get going. It's really hard to stop. I think they're yeah, fine clicking on offense, obviously clicking on defense. You saw what they did against Tampa Bay's. Uh, offensive line, and I think uh, those guys are going to eat again against uh, an offensive line with, I'm not sure if Trent Williams will be in there, probably will be off the, after coming off the COVID list, but nonetheless, I, man, I just, I see the Saints, there's a reason they uh, just shot up to number one in total DVOA after the performance last week. Uh, Aaron Schatz, the football outsiders, tweeted that it was one of the top, he's going to look further into it, but one of the best DVOA, just total efficient performances in the last like five seasons of any team. Um, and now, yeah, now they're playing a, a really banged up San Francisco team at home, even though they don't have the, the dome field advantage. I think the Saints definitely carry that nine and a half point spread and win by at least a couple TDs. There you go. That's part one of our betting locks of the week. Part two, this is the one I, I would double up as well. Um, and by the way, the Saints Niners, the spread started at six and somehow or six and a half. But now it's all the way up to nine and a half. Uh, that's uh, ooh. See, if you jumped on it at six and a half. Good for you because uh, that would have been a, a big lock, an even better lock there for sure. Uh, the next one, Packers, 13.5-point favorites at home against the Jags. Um, this is another one. Like, I mean, it's – I don't know. And, and, Dylan, as you made the joke uh, before, mm-hmm. you have become the king of the uh, essentially close to two touchdown betting lock favorites here um, <laughs> in terms of picking some of these with teams that are just such a, a whopping point spread. But I think this one, again, we just talked about the Packers, what they did to the Niners last week. Uh, the Jags, they're playing a quarterback that's going on, what, his second start now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, throw away what they did against the Texans. The Packers aren't the Texans. But um, I just think this is one where, you know, the Jags defense, we've said it many times, they're not good. Uh, the offense, you don't really ever know what you're going to get from this offense, especially when you have a quarterback, you know, who's getting a second start here on the road in Green Bay. Um, so I think the Packers should be able to do what they want on offense and should be able to control this one by a couple touchdowns as well. Yeah, I'm hoping last week was the weird week. There were so many weird games where teams did not play up to their uh, what we thought they'd be able to do, including, yeah, Pittsburgh, my betting a lot, but that 13-point spread against Dallas. But they weren't the only one. There was quite a few games that were a lot closer than we would have expected or even upset. So I'm hoping that's behind all, all these teams. And the Packers now, they yeah, they go into at, back at home against Jacksonville, where Jacksonville 32nd in uh, defensive efficiency, 32nd against the pass. And you compare that to the Packers, who are second in total offense. So, I mean, yeah, they should 
just destroy them on that side of the ball. Then the flip side, like you say, Jake Luton in his second start uh, played pretty well against Houston, but a lot of quarterbacks have played pretty well against Houston. Even though the Packers defense, I wouldn't say it's good by any means, as I've continued to say, I am worried about how that will hold them back at the end of the season. They did jump up DVOA rankings by eight spots, uh, even though it was against a really banged up and uh, team missing a lot of players in San Francisco. Still played one of their better games of the year. Uh, they're going to be playing an offense that does not have <laughs> even, uh, I mean, Talent-wise is one thing for uh, comparing San Francisco to Jacksonville's offense, but the coaching-wise and different things that by the end of the game, Kyle Shanahan was able to drop to scratch across some points. I don't know if the Jags have that in them at this point. So hopefully, yes, I'm the king of these huge spreads. Hopefully I can go two for two in this week with both of these games and uh, bump my record back up. I need to make up some uh, some ground here, and hopefully the Packers will just take care of business because, yeah, they should win by a couple touchdowns. They are that much better than the Jags. All right. Our upsets of the week, yes, plural upsets uh, of the week, but uh, we're no. actually just going to pick <laughs> one here. No, I was going to say, yeah. like, we're actually going to make this our single – First time we've done that this season, I think, in terms of we both picked the same one. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go against our usual uh, format here in this uh, particular pick because we are picking the same one. And uh, what do you know? We return back to the NFC East, um, the newest brand here on the podcast, uh, <laughs> aside from the AFC South. The NFC East is getting there because uh, it's the Eagles at the Giants. Eagles three and a half point favorites in this one. And what do you know? Dylan and I are both going to go the opposite way here and pick the Giants to beat the Eagles. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, um, probably not a surprise to you. You've heard us uh, talk about the Eagles all season long, about how disappointing they've been. Um, And if you're an Eagles fan, uh, we apologize because uh, we're not doing it um, out of uh, just being mean. We're just doing it based on what we see on the field. And as we've said, the Eagles just have not been good. We think back, Dylan, not too long ago these two teams played. Uh, it was uh, just what, it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, that was a close game, and I just feel like this is one of those where the Eagles have really struggled this season. Uh, they're in first place in this division uh, with their 3-4-1 and one record, but I don't know. There's just something about this game where I, I just tend to think that the Giants are going to win this game. I'm not sure what it is. There's just that feeling. <laughs> it's the wackiness of this division. And as we've said, there are no good teams in this division, and I think that can be a great equalizer in a game like this for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, the Giants, for what I mean, given their two and seven, and it sounds crazy, but hear me out, their last three losses are by a combined six points. And before that, they lost to the Rams by eight points only because of a late touchdown scored there uh, on a long touchdown to Cooper Cup. So they've played really competitive games when they're losing. They probably should have beaten. Uh, the Giants, the first, or sorry, the Eagles, the first time around, they could have easily beaten Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, obviously they did not look good last week, but nonetheless, still a, a team that for a while was considered, and probably before last week was considered one of the top teams in the entire NFC. So, man, I it's hard to really to really pick against them uh, at this point for me, just given what we've seen from them. I just don't feel really confident in the Eagles. I, not, it's not hard to pick against them when they're facing a, a different opponent. Let's, let's rephrase that real quick. But when they're in the NFC East right now, <laughs> I have a hard time thinking the Giants aren't uh, the, a team that has is playing with the upward trend of the best performances on both sides of the ball. The defense has really played better the last few weeks too. So uh, I don't feel obviously fantastic about any pick in this division, but I'll take it. The Eagles also ranking 31st in pass offense efficiency. That's uh, against uh, the Giants where they really struggle with their pass defense, but their run defense is uh, borderline good. It's 11th in, in efficiency. So, man, I 
uh, I think the Giants have the matchup here to to get the job done and make this NFC East uh, race get a little crazier with <laughs> a bunch of teams with three wins trying to battle it out. Yeah, who knows? Uh, this division, we, we have no clue who's going to win this thing. But uh, this game, we'll see. I mean, Miles Sanders could be back. Um, you know, other other injuries for the Eagles, maybe that makes a difference. But as we said, I, you're not trusting anyone in this division at this point. So even though we do have a couple other upset picks along the way, this was our biggest uh, from a point spread standpoint. So we're going to go with this for our upset of the week. Before we get to some of those other picks, though, let's talk to you about our friends at Indeed. Uh, even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Guess what? Indeed, here to help. Indeed.com, the number one job site in the world uh, because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed will give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only have to pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, just like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed, offering our listeners a free $75 credit. Yes, free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere, so go right now. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through December 31st. All right, the Colts and Titans. Uh, it's actually a pretty good Thursday night game here. As usual, we won't spend a ton of time on it because you'll already know the result by the time you listen to this podcast. Uh, but let's talk about it anyway so in terms of uh, where this thing is going to be uh, heading into this one, Dylan. I mean, people will be excited for this one. Um, this should be a, a pretty good game in terms of uh, you know the AFC South. We talk about our brand, of course. Um, I mean, the, the brand right now is that the Titans can, can still be pretty good, but they can still be the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Colts, um, we saw them last week against the Ravens, not to knock the Colts, but the Ravens are pretty good. Um, so I, this is it's going to be your usual Titans-Colts matchup. As we said, um, you know, this game will probably be about ready to, to get underway when you start listening to this. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, this could actually be one of the better games of the week, and uh, it should produce another probably wacky result in a long line of them uh, in the AFC South. Yeah, I was going to say, this is about as good of a, a matchup we can expect in this division uh, this season, but obviously it's Thursday Night Football, and AFC South games tend to, to go kind of kind of loopy when they are on Thursday night with a short schedule. But, um, yeah, we're actually picking different teams in this one. I'm picking the Colts here uh, based on their defense is the biggest thing. Even though they lost that game, they played fantastic uh, on that side of the ball, and they're still ranking third in DVOA, still an elite a legit elite defense um, in Indianapolis, and uh, you know Tennessee definitely has one of is going to be one of the biggest tests they've had uh, really this season. Even you know they're much at this point, even though we talk I've talked really highly about Baltimore, their offense is not ranking that well. Uh, Tennessee third, only behind Kansas City and Green Bay and DVOA. So it's it's a clash of on that side of the ball, two of the most elite units at so far uh, this season. And on the flip side, you have uh, two pretty average units in the. Tennessee offense or defense and the and the Colts offense. Um, I I do think just on the line at the line of scrimmage, Indianapolis has an, a little bit of an advantage on both sides, especially when Indianapolis has the ball. But even the flip side, uh, man, I it's going to be a close game. I don't feel again fantastic about any of these picks that are in the one and a half two two point spreads. There's a reason their spreads are really close. There's a reason we're really excited for these games. I thought about this potentially as a game of the week, maybe if there were different matchups otherwise that we were choosing against. It's it's that. 
uh, good of a game, really. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see at this point. Uh, it, it could create some space there for Tennessee if they find a way to get the win. I just think Indianapolis has obviously been a really tough matchup for the uh, Titans over the years. Uh, a very different Indianapolis team than uh, than we are historically used to with it being a defensive powerhouse at this point. But I uh, expect a good game. I just, I just really don't have a feel, though, for the points – or, sorry, for the, the total over-under. It's 48-and-a-half, and I really cannot tell you if I – if I feel like it's going to be under or over that. I could see Tennessee finding a way to get some points, Indianapolis kind of keeping up, or the flip side where both teams really struggle to move the ball. If you've learned anything from this podcast uh, over the years here, stay away from betting in the AFC South. Uh, that is a <laughs> golden rule uh, on this one because you don't know what you're going to get. Speaking of which, Texans are at the Browns. Texans oh. are three-point underdogs in this game with the Browns, and believe it or not, uh, I almost picked the Texans in this one. By the way, I did pick the Titans, which uh, is not something Titans fans yeah. are probably excited about, but um, <laughs> I did pick them to win that game against the Colts. Uh, I almost picked the Texans here, as I said, to win this game against the Browns because, as we've said, we, we were on the Browns bandwagon for a bit. Uh, I think some of the recent wow. results, uh, that game against the Raiders, easy to jump back off after that. I don't feel confident about this game at all. I could see Deshaun Watson going in there, putting up uh, three or four touchdowns, and uh, winning this game for the Texans. However, I will stick with the Browns here, and um, it's uh, you know I don't again what what I was thinking whenever I made them my betting lock there a couple weeks ago against the Raiders. I have no idea, uh, but uh, not going to be the betting lock this week. They're three point favorites, as I said. I'll pick them here, but uh, again, I'm just going to tell you this is another one I could consider as my upset of the week because I I could see the Texans going in and winning this game. I know I'm having I'm like sitting here and I'm really actually considering flipping yep. the game. I think the main reason I'm not going to is because Houston's been just so bad uh, on run defense this year. And no matter what version of Baker Mayfield we get, if they're able to move the ball on the ground, uh, Cleveland becomes a, a much a more formidable foe. They are ranking in total DVOA behind Houston by five spots, and that that's kind of the, the kind of thing when I see a, a three point spreader, I'm like, Ooh, do I go on the other side and uh, like if I was betting, I might just be given the given how much uh, probably closer of a matchup this likely is. I might head towards if I'm good if I'm going to pick a side to, to bet on, I'd probably pick on the Texans to win, just trying to get that extra money. But I am just for the purposes of these picks, picking the Browns. I do think they have enough there. Um, on the flip side, I just I still don't trust Houston on offense at all. I I, I know Deshaun Watson's amazing, but I don't know. I just uh, this matchup against Cleveland. I don't know. I, it's honestly, I could flip it. I'm still thinking about it, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the Browns. But it, as I'm kind of trying to think through this, you can see how it really is a tough one. It's not a, it's not a game where we, you know, we have a five and t, five and three Browns team. I should be talking about them like I am the Dolphins and Raiders in terms of, hey, they're in that conversation for the playoffs. And, you know, the schedules lines up pretty well for Cleveland, but I just I need to see more from them and probably not going to really be able to prove much the next three weeks to get the Texans, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I really still don't feel convinced about them. I'm not sure, man. Yeah, it's a lot of confidence there in that pick, as you can tell, uh, from both of us uh, when it comes to, to this pick for the Browns. Probably not good uh, in terms of uh, where we think they are at this point. Uh, just, yeah, they just they still lose some of those games they shouldn't, and I don't know. We'll see if that holds them back uh, for being a playoff team. Uh, believe it or not, you look at this Washington at uh, the Lions game, uh, Lions four-point favorites in this one, and you think, well, it's just this one of those throwaway games. Uh. But 
Again, it's not because Washington, remember, we have to keep in mind the NFC's race here. Like Washington is in this thing. Everyone is in it. Uh, so every game is important here moving forward for Washington. So we have to treat this as an important game uh, for Washington. Uh, unfortunately, I yeah. think the Lions are going to win. Uh, so that may knock them down a little bit. But then again, as we said, pretty much, um, you know, <laughs> somebody's going to lose in the Eagles-Giants, maybe, unless the Eagles get their second tie of the season. Um, so even one loss for Washington doesn't set them back too far. But – I don't know. This is I could see the Lions offense struggling against this Washington defense, but yeah. uh this is I just think this is your ugly game of the week. Like I, I just don't think this one's gonna be pretty anyway you slice it. Yeah, it's it's similar to the Browns pick in terms of my confidence level. These two games you'd think with three and four point spreads I'd have more confidence in in one side or the other. But Detroit, we haven't really seen consistently what this team can do. There's games where they play really well against teams like the Saints and then they play really bad against uh, you know, other opponents, um, obviously last week getting uh, kind of waxed really by the Vikings. I, I know, again, I talked about how Stafford obviously wasn't with the team leading up to that game. And now you're facing a much better defensive opponent, probably the, outside of the Colts, the best defense they've played this year. And they did not play particularly well moving the ball against Indianapolis. Um, but on the flip side, I just, I, I still don't, you know, Washington, for as much as I should talk up their defense, I don't trust anything they're doing on the other side of the ball. There's a reason they keep losing to pretty bad teams. Uh, they have lost to good teams, but also they have not played particularly well against anyone outside of teams in, within their division. Uh, the two wins coming against the Cowboys and the Eagles, uh, obviously, you know what we feel about those teams. So I'll pick the Lions, uh, but no way was I considering this a betting lock with that four-point spread. If anything, if I, I might pick Washington to cover that. I feel like it's maybe a field goal game for Detroit. Here's an interesting one. The Bucks at the Panthers. I thought this was one of the harder ones yeah. to gauge on the board this week because the Bucks are five-point favorites at the Panthers. We talked about how well the Panthers played in Kansas City against the Chiefs. Obviously, we talked about how poorly the Bucks played at home against the Saints. Um, so this is one where I almost considered made this as an upset. I almost went with the Panthers, but I talked about it earlier. I, I mentioned the Seahawks, the Cardinals. I'm going to put the Bucks in the same category in that I think all three of these teams are playoff teams. Maybe the Cardinals, they're they're the third of that bunch, but. It's just like it's like Tom Brady thing. It's like I mean, this guy comes out and his team just gets destroyed. I just feel like they're going to have a response here, and that makes me go with them in this spot. Also, the Panthers again. We talked about Christian McCaffrey, his injury. Um, that is significant in terms of some of the stuff they're going to be able mm -hmm. to do. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Bucks here. I would not put this as a betting lock in any way, shape, or form because no. I think this could be a field goal type game. Uh, but it's just it's hard to pick against a Tom Brady team. I know. Like we, we're going to be saying this when this guy's 70 <laughs> and still starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it's like, man, this guy's out there throwing two passes a game. But I still feel like you just can't pick against them uh, whenever you know they lose a game like this. And I don't know. I, I think. The Bucks are the better team, especially with yeah. McCaffrey out. But um, I, I don't know. I'm still not still not completely sold that they're going to be able to to kind of win this game convincingly. Yeah, Tampa Bay for for being a six and three team that we feel pretty good about. They've been relatively inconsistent uh, throughout the season. They, they have great performances again. Obviously, the, the win against the Packers really stands out. Uh, they dominated the Raiders in that game, but then they barely beat the Giants. They lose to the Bears. They get demolished by. A Saints team that we feel like they should be competing with um, in this division. They barely beat the Chargers because the Chargers chargered all over the place. Uh, so, man, I yeah, I'm picking Tampa Bay, but I, I don't feel fantastic about just 
not knowing what version we're going to get of them. If we get Tampa, if their defense is playing uh, as well as it can, if the offense is, uh, you know, not running the ball only four times, <laughs> um, I think we're you're going to feel pretty good about their chances. On the other side, I mean, it, it is a much easier defense for Tampa's offense. I don't think they're going to get pushed around up front like they did against the Saints. On the flip side, yeah, Carolina, I still think they're probably going to be able to put up some points, even though Tampa's defense, despite what happened last week, they were not put in a good position last week. They consistently had to be on the field. I think they're in to bounce back. But looking back at week two, they, they, these two teams played, and while the, the Buccaneers got the win by a couple touchdowns, it was probably a closer game outside of the turnovers that Carolina made. I think they're in a better place on offense now, but uh, there is also a hint from that game that tells you probably what, and if you're a fantasy owner of a Buccaneer running back and not feeling good about last week, I feel like you'll be happy to know that they ran the ball for almost six yards of carry last time they faced. They're likely going to, just as most teams should be doing, Carolina has improved against uh, the run, but not as good as they want to be still pretty low down there towards the bottom of the NFL in terms of run defense efficiency. So expect Tampa Bay to, to run the ball more, set some things up for Tom. Tampa should win this game. But uh, I do think, again, that five-point spread, if I'm picking on spreads, I'm probably picking the Panthers to cover there. Yep, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a tricky one, I think, with those two. And as we said, second time second time around when divisional teams play, uh, things can get a little bit more uh, tight in terms of uh, how things unfold there with that one. Speaking of divisional matchup, Broncos at the Raiders. Raiders five point favorites in this one. Ah, boy. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I picked the Raiders here, but uh, again, uh, we talked about the Raiders Browns. That game was sort of the perfect um, setup where it was like someone had to win that game, uh, and it seemed like the underdog would do it, and that's what happened with the Raiders. But this is another one where do, do I completely trust the Raiders yet? I don't know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I do or not. Um, they're, they're another one that's just like, talk about consistency. Like, you just, I don't know. I still feel like we're in that stage with them where it's like I, I could see them losing this game, and then all of a sudden, you know, you completely change your outlook on what you see from the Raiders. Could they eventually be a playoff team? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously I think they're the better team than the Broncos right now, uh, but – I don't know, man. This is another one of those weird ones. I think we talked about it. It's like kind of a wacky schedule. I think this is another one that I don't know what to expect in this one, but I'm going to pick the Raiders since they are the, the favorite here. Yeah, I'll pick the Raiders as well. I still feel better about where they are at this point. That's not saying a ton uh, considering what we see. I mean, they, they easily could have lost last week. The Browns game, I don't know what you really take away from that. Obviously, they get demolished by the Bucks, but beat the Chiefs. They've had kind of a weird – they're also a team that I don't really know week to week what you're going to get. They've beaten some really good teams. They've played well against good teams, and they've played down to competition as well. So uh, here it is now against Denver, one of their biggest rivals, a team that, uh, you know, as bad as their offense has been on the season, still ranking really low down at 29th in offensive efficiency. They put up a lot of points the last two weeks against defenses that are arguably better, in, and that's not saying much, but the Chargers in Atlanta arguably have better defenses than Vegas who's down at 30th in defensive efficiency. So I, I anticipate there to be some points on the board in this game. Uh, if Denver is going to win, it's because their defense is going to, you know, play like it has for a lot of this season pretty well. They're ninth in DVOA. And, man, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, that five-point spread again, I, if I'm picking spreads, again, I'm probably picking Denver to cover that I if I had to pick between the two. But I, I do think the Raiders will find a way to win. And maybe it's just me hoping – the Raiders win because I kind of I like the idea of the Raiders and Dolphins, these two teams in particular, maybe the Browns too, just sticking around in the playoff conversation. It's a little more fun with these classic teams that have really not had the uh, the, the most fine uh, last couple of decades. Yeah, let's get to the Dolphins because they're next. Uh, they're at home against the Chargers. Dolphins are two and a half point favorites 
in this game, um, you know, I, I don't know. This is another one where it's like the Dolphins go out and beat the Cardinals. They looked really good the past couple of weeks here. Um, they had that win against the Rams. And, like, could I see them coming back home and losing to the Chargers? Absolutely I could uh, because the Chargers, as we know, are the same way where, uh, you know, the Chargers, <laughs> the way they lost that game last week against, the, you know, the Raiders and all this other stuff. Um, this, this one feels a little unpredictable, but I'm telling you, I said it in the previous episode of the podcast, I just think Tua, there's just something about this dude where, like, he, they're going to find a way to win. I don't know what it is, but um, – and that's not a knock on Ryan Fitzpatrick because, as we said, I mean, this guy – you want to talk about a guy who brought this team a long way mm-hmm. based on what they were able to do. But I, I'm going to pick the Dolphins here. I think they win this game. You know, this is another one where if you feel like the Dolphins are going to win, you could probably look at this as a pretty good betting choice here at two and a half mm-hmm. uh, because they probably win by a field goal, of course. But, I mean – I don't know. Like, I just, I think the Dolphins, man, hopefully I'm not overplaying this. Like, I, because maybe it's because I want to see it. Like, because remember, we, we had those mm-hmm. discussions last year. You think about where this team was at the start of last season to where they are now. Um, I mean, if they win this game, as we, we continue to say, they're one step closer towards locking up that, you know, that next playoff spot. And it's just, I, I hope it happens. And I'm sorry, Charger fans. Like, I, I'm not, I have nothing against you. But I, I would really like to see the Dolphins kind of take this step. And I think if they're going to do it, this is that kind of game you have to win after beating, you know, the Cardinals and the Rams like they did. Yeah, absolutely. Even though their schedule still is pretty brutal the rest of the way outside of the game against the Chiefs and then one more game against the Bills. Outside of that, they should be favored in almost every single game that they have. And like you're saying, they just have to take care of business. Um, Just from an outward look first, I'm really excited to watch Herbert and Tua face each other. I wish we would have gotten to see all these three uh, really exciting rookie QBs face if Herbert had started week one against Burrow. Of course, the Bengals and Dolphins play in a few weeks. So all these guys, it's been really fun to watch them uh, face off. And now here with these two, I mean, obviously only a pick apart, right? In the the draft last year, now obviously a long way to go before anyone's going to determine who made the better pick there, who made the better decision. I think it's working out quite well for both teams. I'm picking the Dolphins to win as well, and I, I would pick them if I'm picking on the spread to cover. Uh, ESPN's Football Power Index has them winning 65% of the time. That's pretty high for a two-and-a-half-point spread. It's because they're – and also just efficiency-wise. Miami, as much as we keep talking about, you know, the last couple of weeks really needing defensive scores, special team scores to beat – the Cardinals and Rams, they're still ranking 10th in total DVOA. They're right there within the middle <laughs> smack dab between the Rams and Arizona, not far behind Seattle. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're good. <laughs> and they're yeah. second in special teams, and that special teams uh, difference is something we know for the Chargers hasn't always really worked out well for them. Um, I do think it will be a fun game. I think the Chargers will still put up some points, but I, I think Miami should find a way to win by a field goal. And like you said, maybe it's partially that – a little bit of a bias, just wanting to see this team that we've been talking about, the culture of what Brian Flores has done all, you know, since we started this podcast uh, last for last season, we've seen how far they've come. And it's just, and again, yeah, it's nothing against the Chargers. I still think they're in a great spot with Herbert, um, but it just feels like this game is one that where it's in Miami's hands and it's the kind of game, like you said, they need to win though to keep pushing forward and really realize the potential that they have. Yep. Uh, we'll see. See if that happens uh, for the Dolphins there. All right, the Bengals at the Steelers. Now, this is an interesting one, as we know, because uh, the line in and of itself, Dylan, is uh, kind of all over the place right now, and in some places not even available, uh, given everything that's going on, um, certainly with, with Big Ben and this other stuff. Certainly, uh, I think that's one that makes it hard to predict from a, you know, if you're talking about trying to do this from a point spread standpoint, 
going to be yeah. hard to do uh, based on you know the unknowns as of right now. Now, obviously, we'll have a little bit more clarity on that uh, leading up to the actual game on Sunday. But uh, for now, this was the kind. Of, this is one that's kind of hard to gauge because we don't know the specifics on you know who could be playing, who could not be mm-hmm. playing. Uh, but I mean, you know, certainly it's, I'm going to pick the Steelers here based on where things are at right now. Uh, but hey, man, I keep going back to it. My my guy, Joe Burrow. Like <laughs> I just, I'm telling you, I think this. Um, you know, I think this is another one where you talk about bounce back spots. Like I can't imagine the Steelers defense being in a spot yeah. like last week where I mean that should have gotten their attention, knowing that. Look, that was a an offense last week, as we said. I mean, you know, quarterback situation, all that. Uh, but this Bengals offense, you know, they've been pretty good this season. And so mm-hmm. you would think the Steelers are going to be a little bit more focused here on defense. That should be able to, to, you know, make things hard, I think, on Burrow and company. But at the same time, I'm really excited about this one, you know, as long as everyone yeah. plays and such because – I'm very curious to see what the Bengals can do here against the Steelers team. You know, we saw them earlier in the season against the Ravens. That didn't fare too well, but maybe, you know, with a game like that under his belt now for Burrow, I'm very curious to see how they play against the Steelers defense. Yeah, you mentioned that game. He came back the next week against the Colts, who are, again, ranking right there in that top five with Baltimore in total defense. And he played much better, honestly, could have won that game. Obviously, the Colts came back and were able to squeak out a victory. But in that first half, at least, you saw Burrow – looking really comfortable. So I, I think the Steelers probably are, I mean, there's a reason they're ranked a little higher on defense. This is probably a tougher matchup. Like you said, a bounce back. I don't think they're going to be, I think they're going to be, if anything, uh, more motivated after what they uh, put out there against the Cowboys. Not Definitely not their best performance. Um, yeah, I'm picking the, the Steelers, just uh, thinking that by the time, most likely, as long as Big Ben continues to test negative, it'll be that, it'll have that uh, that window of time where he's been, you know, far enough out from the, the close contact and they'll be able to, to be able to play. And that, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big difference maker because if, if he's not in there, I don't know what to expect from Pittsburgh's offense. We saw how horrible they were last year I mean just absolutely one of the least efficient offenses one of the most predictable offenses in the NFL uh, no matter regardless of who they're going to throw out there at quarterback so if that happens this becomes a slog it might be a slog anyway but then it's like yeah there's a reason there's no over under right now there's a reason that that seven point spread for Pittsburgh is only in a few places um, so yeah if, if he doesn't play I I it would be more of a coin flip for me. I did not really have too high of expectations for either team in that case, but uh, most likely he'll play. And even if Burrow does put up some points, I think Cincinnati's defense still isn't to a place where I'm going to totally trust them against a fully healthy Pittsburgh offense. So yeah, Pittsburgh, I'll give them the victory and keep them undefeated there. Yeah. Probably still three or four years away from that Bengals Dolphins uh, AFC title game, but uh, we're looking <laughs> forward to it. We're excited to, uh, to cover that one on the podcast for sure. Um, all right. You mentioned games could be a slog. Ravens are at the Patriots. Ravens are seven point favorites in this one. I yeah. I think this could be this could be in that category. I mean, I I just don't know like I don't know what the Patriots offense is gonna be able to do against the Ravens here. Um and, you know, I, I could see the Patriots defense doing some things to maybe, you know, limit what the Ravens can mm-hmm. do, but that's gonna be easier said than done. Um I I can't say I ever considered this as like a lock of the week at seven, but if you had put this at six and a half, I may yep. have because I, I just, I, you know, we, we've said what we've said about the Patriots. We kind of know where they are right now. Um, they struggle to beat the Jets, as we know, um, and the Jets are the worst team in the NFL, so that's not a good spot to be in. No. Um, I, yeah, I just think this is going to be ugly. I'm just being honest. Like, I just don't think this could be a pretty game, and, and I could even see it being one where, like, 
Maybe the Patriots play well on defense, but I just don't know how they're going to find the offense here to, to be able to, to beat the Ravens. I just don't see it. Yeah, in terms of total DVOA difference outside of Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, this has the widest gap. You have New England all the way at 26, Baltimore at 5th. And New England, I, I don't believe in their defense anymore. I'm, they're ranking below Vegas in DVOA. <laughs> That's how bad they are. They're right there with Jacksonville at the bottom of the league. Even though Baltimore hasn't been fantastic on offense this season, they should be able to move the ball easily. And on the flip side, I think New England, it's just an awful matchup for them. They're really efficient running the ball, third in offensive DVOA, running the ball against the number one run defense in the NFL in uh, Baltimore. So (laughs) I just don't – and they're really good against the pass too. I just see on that side of the ball it being really ugly. I still think it's going to probably be a low-scoring game, maybe underneath that that really low 43-and-a-half. But if it, if it goes over, it's going to be because Baltimore dominates. And I, I would, even though I did not make this my betting lock, kind of same situation as you. If it was six and a half, would have probably considered it. I do think, though, if I'm making a bet on the spread, I'm, I'm definitely going hard on the, the Ravens. I think they should cover <laughs> this. I do think it's just too big of a mismatch with where New England's defense is at this point in the season. Yeah. Um, I could see them running up some points uh, in this game and Baltimore's offense getting right finally. I don't know. I'm just I'm banking on Belichick. He knows the Ravens so well. He yeah. knows uh, maybe he does something here on the defense that, that can slow them down somewhat, but it's going to be easier said than done for sure. And then, man, talk about go from from that game to this game. Uh, ugliness could be the theme here in this one too. Uh, Vikings at the Bears. Vikings two and a half point favorites in this one. I mean, really, this could be another one that's like, you know, the defenses. We kind of know where they're at right now. We know where the Bears' offense is at. Um, I could see the Bears' defense. I mean, it's a different yeah. different situation than the Ravens' Patriots, but uh, different offense you're going up against. But like I could see the Bears defense making like I could see them picking off Kirk Cousins a couple times and mm-hmm. um you know being able to to maybe do a couple things to keep this game close which is why I don't think this is by any means a lock for the Vikings uh, I'm going to pick them to win this game but I, I this is another one like it's it's another divisional type game at this point in the season where you've got two teams that the Vikings have certainly come along as we've said they're playing a lot better uh, I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to score four touchdowns against the Bears here uh, but I, it just goes back to the Bears' offense. I have no trust in the Bears' offense outside mm-hmm. of our guy, Allen Robinson. Um, and so I just I can't pick them in this spot. I just can't do it. So everything in my brain tells me I should pick the Vikings, and I currently have the Vikings written in as my pick. Oh, but boy. it is Monday Night Football. It is Kirk Cousins, and it's in Chicago, yeah, a place true. where he has played so bad, even when the Vikings have a, a much better offense than what they've put out there for large stretches of this season. So, man, it's I'm, I'm still have them on there. I'm considering changing it, though, because like you said, uh, they've been playing quite well. That defense for Minnesota that really struggled, that really young defense that I, going into the year, did not, uh, you know, estimate properly. <laughs> Definitely had a learning curve. I think they're, yeah. they're picking things up pretty well. I do think they, yeah, it's a... Uh, I do think it's less of a challenge even than Detroit, maybe, with that offense that Chicago has. But I'm going to flip my pick to the Bears because, they, I, first of all, they just find a way to keep kind of staying in this thing. They're 5-4 and four now. The record is starting to dwindle. But I, I don't know. It's just that Monday night on the road, Kirk Cousins, where I get really afraid. And I, I think it's the Bears' defense that is the reason that this ultimately could go Chicago's way. So we'll see what happens. In terms of a slog, yeah, uh, only one more point on the over-under than the previous game at 44.5. Don't anticipate a ton of offense. I could see the Bears winning this game like 13-10. to 10. That kind of Honestly, it's going to be 
Not if you if you like defense, sure. I mean, <laughs> tune into this. But on the flip side, when Chicago has the ball, I don't know how good the defense is really going to be for Minnesota. It's probably going to be more of a that inept Chicago offense. But hey, I'll go with a few turnovers for us in Chicago finding a way to get this one done. Yeah, Vikings, Bears, uh, Washington, Lions. Those are going to be your your non fantasy games of the week. I feel like uh, those two games you're not going to have a lot of fun with uh, if you're trotting someone out uh, confidently. And you know, if you're yeah. someone that's playing any of those, uh, probably I, I'm staying away from those. So for sure. Well, there you go. There are picks uh, for Week 10 in the NFL and uh, lots of great action. Again, some potentially wacky games going on, but that's why we love it. Uh, Dylan, everybody can find all the coverage of the NFL games uh, this weekend over at Clutch Points. Let them know everything we have going on over there. Yeah, you can follow all the NFL games in the Clutch Points app. We'll have all, all the coverage of coming up now, the NBA. It drafts only about a week out, exactly a week from the time we're recording, I believe. Um, we'll have that all covered in the app as well as free agency, which is uh, supposed to start right after. You can find all that at clutchpoints.com. Uh, for the NFL section, you click the NFL tab there. We'll have a lot of previews for all the games this week. We'll have some more fantasy content with Stardom Sidham uh, articles, droppable articles, different things, uh, predictions uh, fantasy-wise for the upcoming week. Uh, if you search fantasy football on the site, you can find all that content. Yep, check that out at Clutch Points. And uh, for everything else, again, subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. Uh, subscribe. And, uh, yeah, thanks as always to the fine folks at uh, Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established the Past Podcast. Let's talk about bet online uh, football back in full swing, as you know. And while you may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season with game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching props. Bet online has it all and gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Get on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. All you got to do, head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget, use that promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.